0: Welcome to the Esports Economics Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark. And on this podcast, we break down business strategy and marketing for business owners and creators in the gaming and esports industries. everyone welcome back to yet another episode here on the esports economics podcast i'm your host tommy clark and today as you can see from the title we're going to be discussing what you can learn from the mr beast burger launch if you didn't know if you just haven't been on the internet living under a rock the past week and a half about a week and a half ago or maybe two weeks at this point mr beast aka jimmy donaldson i think donaldson is his last name um, he launched a burger chain. Nationwide, 300 locations, all at once, overnight. And essentially, what he did was he used excess capacity. Or he he used local restaurants and local yeah you know, local restaurants with excess capacity because of COVID. Obviously, business kind of slows down. He used those restaurants um, and he gave them the opportunity to cook the the Mr. Beast burger in their location, and they shipped using DoorDash and Uber Eats. I'm I'm not sure exactly which one of those platforms or both, or maybe these both, um, but they shipped, uh, or delivered the burger, um, remotely. So there was no actual physical location that people would walk into a really important distinction. They weren't ghost kitchens. That was something that Mr. Beast said, his manager Reed had said as well. They wanted to make it very clear that they didn't use ghost kitchens. They actually, again, uh, tried to help those local businesses that were struggling with, uh, lack of business during COVID, which I think is a really cool move. And overall, I'm not sure exactly how many burgers they sold, but the app they used um as a platform to order the burgers um skyrocketed to number one. And my dog is barking in the background. One sec. Let me all right there we're good. We're good. Um and, and like I was saying, the app they used to actually um or like have people order the burger on went from non-existent to number one on the app store in 24 hours, which is pretty insane. And he actually did something very similar, uh, not in terms of like selling burgers, but another app that he put out called the finger on the screen challenge skyrocketed as well. That's a whole different thing. Not really going to discuss that today. I want to focus on the Mr. Beast burger. Um, but that's essentially what they did. I don't think I'm missing any major details there. Um, Long story short, use the excess capacity um, to have them make their burgers, slapped a Mr. Beast sticker on it. And they had a full menu of different styles based on uh, members of Mr. Beast's click. Um, so that was a nice touch as well. But overall, pretty simple. And that was one of the things actually that the, his manager cited as a reason for the success with it and a reason why they were able to scale it the way they did was that it was a a simple product. It wasn't. Gourmet sushi that they were selling. It's a hamburger and fries, pretty easy to replicate and pretty easy to maintain quality control across multiple different locations. And with that said, there were still some complaints as far as quality and the consistency of quality, which is of course going to be an issue when you launch at 300 spots nationwide that aren't necessarily under the same corporate umbrella. So I don't think that'll be a major issue long-term for, um, that project, I think they'll get that sorted out. So I wouldn't really be too concerned about it, but it is a concern nonetheless, but that's not really what we're here to talk about today. What we're here to talk about today is how can you take that launching 300 restaurants nationwide overnight from having no experience in the restaurant industry, being number one on the app store. How do you take that and apply it in your own situation? Cause a lot of the commentary I've been seeing on social media, the past week and a half about it has been like, oh, he changed the game. Oh, he's, he did this. Oh, he did that, which is very true. He did. But he also has 50 million plus subscribers, I believe, at this point, or if not, 50 million plus, very close to that. Um, so naturally, whatever he launches, as long as he does it in a smart way, is going to do well. And, and that's really the main lesson here. And we'll dive into that in a second. But again, I really just want to take the kind of high level like oh everyone's gonna be drop ship drop shipping burgers now um like that's not necessarily the case but there are a lot of things that we can learn from this as smaller creators and that's really what i want to focus on today um so it doesn't really feel like oh that's cool but why do i really care Like i can't really take anything from this and apply it in my own content creation in my own business in my own product so that is what we'll discuss today um let me double check twitter for a second see if we got any questions but really the main thing you think about is um you got to have an audience to be able to do something like that like i'm not going to wake up overnight and launch 300 restaurants i'm not going to launch one restaurant overnight with no experience in the restaurant industry and expect it to do remotely well that's just ludicrous and That I think is really important to understand because once you understand that, it's like what really allowed Mr. Beast Burger to be successful? Sure, the infrastructure was cool. It was innovative. It was new. It was exciting. But that's not really what allowed it to be successful. It's important. But again, it's not like the X factor. The X factor, the real reason why it was successful was Jimmy, was Mr. Beast. His brand, his audience, the trust and the loyalty that he has built amongst his fans his millions upon millions upon millions of fans over the past years as a youtube content creator allowed mr beast burger to then be successful and again like i said he could have sold anything and it would have done pretty well i think burger was a good choice given his um his demographic like a pretty standard thing can't really go wrong with it but if you wanted to do sushi he probably could have done decently well. Like if he just started one pop-up or a handful of pop-up sushi restaurants um, and kind of took that same approach, I'm sure it would have done decently fine just because he has that massive audience and the audience is what gives him his power. Without the audience, there is no Mr. Beast burger. There is no finger on the finger on the screen, $100,000 app challenge. Like there is none of that. So as a smaller creator, Take that lesson and apply it. If you build an audience and you build an engaged audience that loves what you do, that is loyal to you, that's engaged, then you can do whatever you want. You can sell a product. You can uh, sell a service. Obviously, when you formulate a product or think of a service that you're going to sell, you want to make sure there's product market fit and you want to make sure it's something your audience actually wants it's going to be very rare to end up in a Mr. Beast sort of situation where you can really do no harm. And even him, if he went really out a left field it might a product might not do that well. Um, but as a smaller creator, you have to think about all of those sorts of things. That's a topic for a different time though. What's really important and what you really need to understand now is the importance of having an audience. And, I don't mean audience. And we talked about this in the metrics podcast that went out a couple days ago and we just recorded live. Um, We talked about how follower count isn't always the most important metric. So when I say build an audience, I don't mean just scale, 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 scale. I mean, build a decent sized audience, but more importantly, build an audience that's engaged, build an audience that's loyal to what you do, that loves what you do. Because then when you ask for a bit of money in return, when you sell a product that actually is beneficial to them and is relevant to them, it becomes a no-brainer. So I wouldn't spend all your time analyzing the Mr. Beast situation in terms of the burgers themselves and the infrastructure around the burgers themselves. Sure, if you want to go that route and, and study it because it's interesting to you, like I know I will, because it's just it's cool. Like it, it it did change the game for a lot of creators. Um but what I would spend more time focusing on if I were a smaller creator which which I am and what I am spending a lot of time focusing on is building an audience, building an engaged loyal following. Um, and that really is the main takeaway. Because think about all the most think about all these successful brands, 100 thieves. Optic Gaming, and then even outside of esports, Barstool Sports, you love him or you hate him, they've they've done this really well. Uh, Morning Brew, which is a a daily newsletter that has over 2 million subscribers at this point. Even single creators like David Dobrik, what do they have in common? They built an audience, they built an engaged audience, and that gives them the freedom to sell things. In the case of 100 Thieves, it's merchandise. In the case of Optic Gaming, It's also merchandise and sponsorships. Um, Also, 100 Thieves obviously has sponsors too. Barstool Sports, sponsorships and merch and a bunch of other things. I'm not too privy into exactly what they're... um, Camera refresh for a second there. Like I was saying, uh, not too privy into exactly what they're doing, but they have a lot of stuff going on in terms of monetization. Morning Brew, they sell ad placements, um, but that's because they have a large, very engaged audience and advertisers feel confident in placing advertisements in there david dobrik has a wildly engaged audience um obviously not to the scale i don't think it might be comparable to mr beast um but that's not really important the point is they're they love him they love everything he does so he sold a puzzle um i think the last uh, two weeks ago where a, i think if you put the puzzle together one person was going to win a hundred thousand right connections a little bit choppy so bear with me here um let me know if you can if you can hear me spark what's good i appreciate you stopping by um loved your podcast with aaron by the way i was there the vast majority of the time had to dip out around 4 30 to get this going but um love what you guys did a lot of really interesting topics so great stuff um but with david dobrik like i was saying his audience loves what he does, so he can sell them anything. He can do any. He, he can pretty much do anything that he wants with it. it it's insane. Uh, and this is a a concept called linear commerce. The person who came up with this is uh, e-commerce expert uh, Web Smith, I believe. Um, he calls it linear commerce, which is the idea you build an audience first, and then you can monetize via products, via sponsorships, or whatever. And you can apply this as a smaller creator as well. And that is the real lesson here when it comes to the Mr. Beast burger launch. It's not the magical uh, mystery kitchens across the country. That stuff's cool. And I think it's worth studying um, because in the future, it might be a possibility for smaller creators. But right now, most smaller creators, even most relatively large creators aren't going to pull that off on the scale that Mr. Beast did. The reason that he was able to do that was because he has a massive audience, was because he has an engaged audience. So focus on that first, build your audience, build your following in a way that is genuine, in a way that gets them to love what you do. And then when it's time to monetize, monetize with sponsorships that make sense for your audience, monetize with products that make sense for your audience, monetize with services that makes sense for your audience that's the that's the lesson there so let me know if that makes sense if anyone watching right now has any questions comment down below i'll take a pause for a second here if anyone has any questions any feedback anything um definitely let me know and again if you're watching live on twitter i'd appreciate you hitting that retweet button uh helps get more eyes on it I, myself, am a small creator, so anything like that helps a ton. Uh, I appreciate you big time. And if you're on Twitch, hit that follow button. Going to be going live on there Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time on most days. Today was a little bit later for very important reasons. Like I said, tune into Sparks Podcast, really good stuff. But most of the time, 3.30 Pacific time. Um, and then, of course, if you're not in the Discord server, definitely hop in there. There's a full, like, 12, 13-minute video. But yeah, I've had the worst tech day. My, I recorded like three different takes of a video that corrupted. I've recorded half a podcast without audio. Uh, my internet apparently is, is not very stable right now. So I appreciate you guys sticking with me through this. Uh, but I believe that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. If you're watching live, again, we're going to record a third podcast right now. So be sure you stick around. Um, we're knocking out three podcasts in one stream. Let's get it done. If you're listening on audio, be sure you subscribe, drop a five-star rating and review down below, and most importantly, share this episode with a friend or a content creator or or a fellow business owner that you think would benefit from this sort of content, because I would really appreciate that. And again, hop into the Discord server. I would love to see you in there. I wrote a 4,000-word guide on how to build out a social media strategy as a gaming content creator going into 2021, so that's 100% free. Be my guest. Steal it. Check it out. Do what you want with it. Use it to grow. I would love for you to do that. So that's in the discord server, which will also be linked in the show notes below. And, uh, yeah, with that, I appreciate you stopping by and remember the audience is the most important part, build up your audience, build a community. And then from there, think about how you monetize, but don't jump the gun there. So hopefully that makes sense. Let me know if you have any questions and I will see you in the next episode.